Uh, I'm Montgomery County Auditor Carl Keith, and we'd like to welcome you to a, another episode of Odds and Ends. Uh, this is a program that the Montgomery County Auditor's Office uh, hosts and sponsors uh, to conversations with community leaders and other people in our uh, people who have important roles in the community and making a big difference in the community. And I'm so excited to have with me today State Representative Willis Blackshear Jr., uh, who I have known for uh, uh, most of his life. And, uh, and and very impressed with him. I've always been very impressed with him, and and uh, we'll get into some of that, all of that, some of our background and everything. But Willis, thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you for having me. Um, and you are in your second term. Second term. You know what they say: time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Are you having fun? Yes, I am. <laughs> you had, you had Good and bad. Yeah, I had to hesitate on that. So, uh, <laughs> is it everything you thought it would be? Uh, it is definitely a lot different. Uh, <laughs> you learn a lot when you're actually in uh, the legislature. You know, uh, my perception of it, uh, obviously, it changed a little bit, obviously, by me actually being in it. But uh, it is not everything I thought it would be. So uh, you, you've lived here in the community all your life and growing up here. And uh, was being in the state legislature something you always dreamed of doing? No, it, it actually wasn't. Actually, being elected was not nothing I... Uh, actually seen myself doing uh you know my father he was the uh county recorder and you know just seeing some of the things that he had to deal with and you know politics being politics uh i knew i always wanted to make a difference in my community but i didn't know that i would actually be elected doing the work that i always seen myself doing in terms of making a difference I always thought you wanted to be a basketball player. I actually did want to be a basketball <laughs> player, but I stopped growing. <laughs> okay. I stopped growing. I, you know, I guess there uh, is a height requirement now. Oh, so, oh. so, so growing up, actually, um, I'll never forget Earl Boykins. Uh, he played for the Denver Nuggets, Milwaukee Bucks. He was 5'5". Five five. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm two inches taller than him. So uh, I, I thought I had a chance. You had a chance. I, I thought a I chance. had a chance, but uh, that obviously was not what my path was. Uh, so uh, I had to throw down the basketball, put down the shoes, and you know, <laughs> do what I can. <laughs> and follow another path. Yeah, go on another path. Well, uh, you, you certainly had uh, a good path. Uh, uh, Mentor, someone to uh, to look up to. I, I knew your dad very well. He and I worked together. Uh, he and I worked together in the county treasurer's office for a while, and then he we were elected officials together, and he was a county recorder. So I, I, I know we don't want to spend too much time with that, but what does that mean to you as far as, as being able to follow in his footsteps? Well, it's it's a legacy. You know, even to this day, you know, I'm out and about and people tell me, you know, how much my dad meant to them and, you know, how he helped them and with X, Y, and Z. Uh, and, and that's just what a legacy is all about. Uh, I mean, I used to always look up to him. Now, I will say he used to always give me that uh, tough love, but now doing what I'm doing now and some of the things that I've had to deal with and potentially some of the things that I will have to deal with, uh, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time I, I didn't enjoy it, uh, but I, I think it was none all, of us do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was um, it, it was all for a reason, and um, you know, I I know for a fact I'm making him proud. Um, he got to see me rise. Uh, you know, while he was here, you know, I was president of the Young Dems, and I was just doing a lot of things with MLK Dayton, and uh, just just being active in the community. So he got to see, you know that rise now obviously he didn't get to see me actually become elected but that was just something he used to always talk about 
Um, he encouraged you. He yeah, encouraged you to follow that path. Me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but what he'll say is, you know, he'll be like, "Well, you know, if this is not what you want, I don't want to put any pressure on you. You have to find uh, your own path. I got to find my own path. You know, I, I got to be happy with the decisions that I'm gonna." Uh, making my life and you know that was always something that he always pushed like you know as much as i want you to do this mm-hmm. if this is not what you want to do then you know do do whatever makes you happy but uh so um so you've been in state representative now for the, like i said this is your second term so give us a little bit of a clue of what you were doing before that you said mention the Greater Dayton Young Dems. Yeah, yeah. Some idea of some things you were doing before that. So, so before that, uh, I worked at the Montgomery County Auditor's Office. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, I know, I know we're going to talk about Good that. Stuff. But Good uh, stuff. <laughs> before that, uh, I worked at uh, the uh, Board of Elections. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's funny because, um, you know, I actually worked in the system at the Board of Elections. And, you know, there were certain things that I just didn't understand or I may have took for granted. But then as soon as I became a candidate, I'm like, oh, they need to be doing now this. you know why. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes sense now. Well, uh, you know, I think those types of experiences help prepare uh, yeah. elected officials, state representatives, you know, I always tell people that county auditor's office is a, is a good foundation of local government and really, yeah. you know, so much of local government flows through that auditor's office and, and having that experience has to, has to have been paying uh, dividends for you. Yes, 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 it, it definitely has. Uh, my time at the auditor's office uh, has definitely, uh, it helped me grow as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I give credit to you because you uh, took a chance on me. And then also, too, with some of the projects that I was able to work on, you let me take the lead. Uh, so, so that actually helped me in my role today. I want to talk about one of those projects because one of the things that we, that we worked on together was the aftermath of the Memorial Day tornadoes. And, uh, you know, that will always stand out in my mind. Of, of course, the tornadoes itself was a devastating time for our community and, and homeowners. But our response to that and the work that we did, can, can, you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. So, you know, I actually hit the ground running because uh, I believe I started in the office in September or October. And I worked in different departments. I learned what the Otter's office actually does. And it does a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. Um, and then when I finally I forgot that you were working in payroll at one payroll. time, weren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so then when I um, got the position of community engagement specialist, uh, the tornado happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we were figuring out like as an office, what can we do to get out in front uh, and, and help the people in our community? So uh, you know, I set up different outposts uh, at libraries, government centers, community centers, uh, just so people can take advantage of some of the things that the auditor's office had to offer. Do you think, again, did that prepare you for some things in the legislature as well? Yeah, it it definitely did because, uh, you know, we were there for one thing, but then you'll have people come and talk about X, Y, and Z. Right. And I'm like, well, we're just here for this, but I understand where you're coming from, you know. they may not have had anybody to talk to. Right. We may have been the first people that they actually got to express some of their grievances about, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, the neighborhood or, you know, the roads or, you know, health care. I've had people come talk about health care issues. Uh, and at the time, I mean, there was not much I could do. I can refer them to someone else who could help them. But I think it prepared me because uh, being out in community, being visible. Uh, that that's one of the things that I admired about you, and then by us actually being visible and out in the community as an office uh, to help those who needed help the most, uh, I, I think it was very pivotal. 
and, and it and it definitely uh, has been something I've taken with me uh, throughout my whole journey. Well, I certainly understand what you what you mean. Uh, when I first started in the auditor's office and. Um, we were out in the community the very first meeting we went to out in the community and we were there to talk about property values and have that process and everything and so we go through our presentation we talk about property values and we opened up for questions well the very first question we got was about uh, water rates being increased <laughs> and, and then the second question we got was about their polling place being yeah. moved and I think it speaks to what you're saying you know People want access to an elected official or someone they think can influence them. So you, you give them an opportunity for that. So who knows what they might bring up? Exactly. And yeah. I, I know that now in your role now, you hold uh, community days or office days. What do, what do you call them? You, you, office hours. Office hours yeah, here in the community. Hours. Yeah. And uh, is that goes over well? Do people... Probably not as small as you would hope, but uh, you have people show up and yeah, I have a, you know obviously I, I would hope that uh, more people would take advantage of it because mm -hmm. like I said I'm very accessible I try to be as many places as I can on top of actually working in Columbus so uh, people have taken advantage of it um, also too I do something as well where uh, when I'm up in Columbus you know I'll just hold like one or two hours where I'm just answering phone calls mm -hmm. and, and it's funny because some people are actually shocked to actually hear from me <laughs> they think to hear from uh, that they will hear from somebody from my staff uh, but no I, I take some of those phone calls as well and then like when I'm out in the community I give out a lot of cards and uh, I get a lot of emails I get a lot of personal emails that I respond to as well well I know I follow you on social media and, um, and Facebook and it seems like you're out every day at some type of community meeting, giving some type of presentation or proclamation or at a church or a school. And uh, this is June. This is um, uh, graduation season. And uh, you've been spending some time out in the schools, haven't you? Yeah. So um, it's graduation season. Congratulations to, to the class of 2023. Uh, so this is my third year actually doing this. Uh, I write letters to the graduates mm -hmm. and also give my office information um, if they ever were to need help with anything but just want to give them a few words of encouragement uh, I know graduation can be uh, joyful but also at the same time scary mm -hmm. because now you're out here in the world you know you're, you're grown now so uh, just want to give them a few words of encouragement and then like with the proclamations uh, you know I give proclamations to individuals who are 90 plus, uh, those who uh, accomplish something uh, in our communities as well, new businesses, uh, just to name a few. And, and one thing that I realized and learned, uh, people really love it. People really love it. I've they had like recognition. Yeah, they, they like recognition. And, and I've had people, businesses, who will say, you're the first person to come here and, and recognize us. I really appreciate it. Um, for example, uh, West Social and Tap in Wright Dunbar area. When you go in, you'll see my proclamations all on the wall. Mm -hmm. And um, a few of those owners, like uh, they came to me and said, "You were the first person. We've been around for years, and you're the first person to actually recognize us, and we really appreciate it." And it makes me feel good as well because you know uh, I appreciate them being in my district. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because they employ people, they bring. You want money. to encourage them to do. Yeah, you I, want them to do well. Yeah, I want them to do well. So I, I think that's just a small token of appreciation for me to do. Sure. Just to recognize them. Sure. Okay. So let's talk about your time in the legislature. Okay. So uh, you, you ran in um, 20... 2020. 2020. COVID. 2020 and COVID, COVID years. Uh, yeah. And then uh, then re-election in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, 
second year, the second term, a little bit different than the first term? Yeah, I know my way around the state house. You can now. find the restroom. <laughs> yeah, I can, can find, find the restroom. restroom. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, when I first got elected and I, um, you know, went to the state house, you know, you're hit with so much information, so much information in a small amount of time. And one of the things that I think they need to include where the restrooms are. <laughs> they <laughs> tell you about where your committees may be, what's this and what's that, but they don't tell you where the restrooms restrooms are. But um, I, I know the system a little bit better now. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I've had uh, a lot of highs and lows of my first term. There were things that I wish I would have known that now I do know so I can, you know, maneuver uh, just a little bit different. But, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been very good so far, uh, making a lot of connections. Uh, so that's probably the difference. A lot of the lot of work that you do, people don't realize this, but a lot of work that you do in the legislature is done in committees. Yes. And uh, so, what are the committees you're on? So I am on uh, five committees. I'm on economic and workforce development. I'm on the finance committee. Uh, I'm also on the subcommittee of higher ed. Uh, I'm on the infrastructure committee. I'm actually ranking member of that committee, and I am on the Homeland Security Committee. Okay. Uh, you mentioned ranking member. One thing about the legislature these days and, uh, and the impact of term limits, so now you're in your second term. Second term. Uh, yeah. You know, pretty soon, you know, you're going to be, you know, pretty high up in the, in yeah. the, in, in yeah. the uh, <laughs> way things go there. Um, do you see yourself going into leadership at some point, or is that a goal? Or uh, That's a thought, but, you know, the thing about that is, is that if I do end up in leadership, a lot of my time will be spent in Columbus. Mm -hmm. And I just love my community. I love being back in district. Now, uh, if I were to be in leadership, I understand the benefits that it could have for my district. Yeah. I, I understand that. I recognize that. But um, it's something I've like, thought about. What do you about. mean? What do you mean? What kind of benefits are you talking about? Well, I'm, I'll be in the... Uh, Budget-wise, budget-wise. Yeah, budget-wise. I don't want to say the who's who, but a mm -hmm. lot of information I will get firsthand. Okay. You know, because, mm -hmm. you know, leadership, they get information from the majority, and then they pass that information on to us. And, you know, obviously there may be things that they may not share for whatever reasons, uh, and I can understand. Um, but budget, bills as well, uh, and, and more FaceTime in a sense. I, I will be the face of the caucus mm -hmm. in a sense of that. So you were... And, you know, we have to talk about this, too, I guess, because uh, you're in the minority. I know, yep. You're in the minority, and so that's a different – puts you in a different position, too. Yeah, you're, you're, you're <laughs> always on defense for the most part. <laughs> okay. There, there, okay. There, there are times where you're going to be on offense. Uh -huh. Slim, but, yeah, there are times. But you've had opportunities to work with other members across the aisle. Yes. You've had some uh, – right? I mean, there was some – Legislation. I know that you've co-sponsored with other members, mm -hmm. or, or people have co-sponsored with you. Um, I mean that there are those opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then also too, like there are things that just didn't come out. Like there were bills that I were that I was working on that with uh, members on the other side uh, that just we just never introduced it right. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And then well, on budget, budget, budget uh, season as well. Like whether it's the uh, capital budget or the operating budget, like we work on that as well um, bipartisan at right. times yeah so it is budget season yeah. right it is uh, uh, the budget supposed to be approved by the end of June yep end of June so the house has done their version we've done our version yeah and now you're now waiting it's for on the to the senate <laughs> so now senate. we just <laughs> wait with our popcorn to see exactly <laughs> and, and you know what that's actually something that I didn't expect coming in mm -hmm. but I sort of did so what I mean by that is is that I didn't expect things to go as slow as it did because you got the house and you got the senate so 
you know, if I pass a bill out of committee in the House and then on the House floor in the House, it goes over to the Senate and it goes to a totally different committee. Right. So you got to go through that committee process all over again. And then the Senate has to vote it out. And then if they want to make changes to it, it actually comes back to the House and we have to agree on those changes. And if we don't, it's just a, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a longer process. I, I think uh, that's one of the frustrating things about government. You have to be, you have to have some patience, right? Yeah. You'd be in, in this business, and uh, I've certainly learned that over the years. Things don't m- always move as quickly as you would want them yeah. to. Um, depending on what it is. Depending on yeah, what it is. Sometimes they move too fast. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they move too fast. So that's why I said, like, I expected <laughs> it to move slow, but then I start seeing things move fast, and I'm like, oh, okay, this yeah. is going to be great. <laughs> uh, you know, speak, going back to the, the, the tornadoes, you know, we had legislation that we introduced after the tornadoes. We were fortunate to get introduced after the tornadoes. We got some help from Greene County on uh, that would streamline that process. As you was talking about earlier, you know, we had to go and, and uh, hold uh, meetings with uh, property owners whose homes had been damaged and get yeah. them to fill out paperwork and get it notarized. There was a lot of red tape that we had to go through. And so we were able to get a bill passed that, that eliminated a lot of that red tape. Yeah, I voted on it. Yeah, and go, I voted yeah. on it. Yeah. It, was, it was a nice opportunity, right? You'd worked on it from one yep. side, and then you got to vote on the other side. But, you know, I always felt like that was a no-brainer. Yeah. But it, it took a couple of years to get that through the legislature. So, you know, some things move slower and some things move yeah. faster. And, and that, that's that's one of the frustrating things. You know, some things you feel like, this is common sense. Come on right, now. Right, we can get right. this done, like, mm-hmm. snap of a finger. But... Um, there are things that complicate it, make it more complicated, yeah. that makes it take longer. Now, you've had a couple of bills that I think were no-brainers, the the uh, Tuskegee uh, Airman Day bill and the Paul Lawrence Dunbar license plate. Uh, yeah. You want to talk about those a little bit? Yeah, so um, Tuskegee Airman, that was actually my first bill I passed out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the House actually got signed into law, uh, mm-hmm. so that actually was uh, great. That, that was one of those bills that moved quick. Um, I, I did that bill with uh, my joint sponsor, Representative Upchurch, um, a bill that basically just honored the Tuskegee Airmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know the history. Sure. Uh, so so I think that was very important. Uh, and then the Paul Lawrence Dunbar license plate. So funny story. Growing up, I promise you, I thought there was a Paul Lawrence Dunbar license plate. Uh, my eyes may have deceived me, but when I got in the legislature, I would have conversations with the um, Ohio History Connection and then like the Paul, people from the Paul Lawrence Dunbar House. And uh, they made me aware that there is no Paul Lawrence Dunbar license plate. So I said, we have to change that. <laughs> so uh, I introduced that bill. And, you, you know, one thing I will say, I did not expect a license plate bill to take as long as it did, because mm-hmm. you got to get an artist. Uh, mm. to actually draw it up and then it has to get approved uh, this is on top of the committee process so uh, we got a local artist uh, who actually drew the design um, and we also had to uh, set up um, a f- not necessarily a fund but you know you get money from the license plate so you have to decide where would the, those where dollars, that money go yeah mm-hmm. allocated to so that money would be allocated to the Paul Lawrence Dunbar house here in Dayton, yeah, here to the museum. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's nice. That's yeah, great. so it, it passed, and you know, uh, we're still trying to take care of some loose ends. Um, so I'm just waiting to hear back from the Ohio History Connection, and so it's really not available yet. But it's soon it's will not be. available. But I was told that uh, by the end of the summer, okay. uh, it'll be available. So um, I will be doing another press conference around that, encouraging folks to actually get a license plate. Good, yeah. good. I know that one issue that, that you touched on it earlier, but one issue that means a lot to you is uh, student mental health, and, and you've done some work on that. Do you want to talk about that a little bit, what, what your role has been on that? And- yeah, so um, House Bill 38, um, the Student Mental Health Act, 
basically that piece of legislation uh, is student-led, teacher-led, teacher-driven, actually. Um, And it it allows students to take up to three mental health days. uh, Okay. Yeah. Excused absences. Okay. uh, From school. Now, that could be in school or... Uh, at home, and it's permissive because we understand that uh, some schools may not have the resources to actually implement something like this. Um, but you know, just hearing from people around the state, uh, at our local school districts, uh, this is something that's needed. You know, one of my main arguments is is that when you're not feeling a hundred percent, what do you do? You take a step back, you take a break, take a day off, you go on vacation. Uh, I, I believe that our students should have that same opportunity to just take a step back because we understand, especially now, I mean, you see the articles weekly, it seems like now, um, about mental health in our youth and, and suicides going uh, mm-hmm. rock, uh, constantly rising. Uh, so I, I think that's something that we definitely need to address. Now, this isn't the end-all, be-all, uh, sure. but I believe that it's a step in the right direction uh, because... Uh, I believe that we in the legislature deal with things on the back end besides trying to tackle them on the front end. So if there is a student that that is dealing with um, an issue uh, that they can talk it out, talk about it, and then they can get referred to different services that can help them out with that. And uh, let me just also mention this. Um, this is not a, a, a bill that uh, a policy that kids can take advantage of because you know one of the questions that I got well what if it's like a, a major state test or you know the school has certain things that are going on and then all of the kids just say I'm I got a mental health I got a day, mental health day. Mm-hmm. Uh, no there there are uh, there's red tape parameters that will prevent students from taking off on certain days but we have to also realize that those are stressful days those are stressful days mm-hmm. so so maybe just a kid taking a step back maybe for an hour maybe mm-hmm. 30 minutes maybe 15 minutes just talking to somebody mm-hmm. uh, i think that could go a long way sure sure okay now there's another area uh, that you've been working on i know has been on uh, senior citizens uh, rent protection or rent issue rent control, and, yeah. rent control. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit you've got do you have a bill here too or? i have a bill i have uh, not introduced it yet okay but um so basically so let me just give you a backstory on that bill so uh, i live in an apartment building and uh my rent continues to uh to rise. Climb. Yeah, it, it continues to climb uh every year uh-huh. and but i live in a in a building with uh, a lot of older people and my thought has always been how can they afford to stay here mm-hmm. because a lot of them are on fixed income sure you know they worked their 30 35 40 years now they're retired uh, a lot of them aren't able to move around as well as they used to um, so how, how how are they able to afford mm-hmm. with you know with inflation groceries going everything's going up and then on top of that add rent uh, so so basically that caused me to want to draft something uh, so um, it would be like a rent it's a rent control bill for our seniors uh, ages sixty five and, and older uh, now I realized it was in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two where there was a, a ballot initiative, people were collecting signatures for rent control for just everybody. Yeah. And uh, the landlords and the bankers were like <laughs> against it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, my bill is particularly for the seniors because we have to realize that, you know, they did their time, they paid their dues. So does Why this not? put a cap on it? Or it put a cap. Put a cap on the amount of increase or? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, okay. so, so for example, if uh, we introduced this, if this bill got signed to law tomorrow, 
Mm-hmm. Next year, you can't raise the rent mm-hmm. for those seniors. Okay, yeah, it just it just wouldn't make any sense. Yet. Okay, well, it's kind of like the homestead exemption for for property owners, yeah. you know, uh, and that's something that that I've always been an advocate for. And and so while I've got a while I've got a state legislature here in front of me, I've, let me put in a plug for the homestead exemption. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know there's been a number of bills introduced, and I know you're supportive of this, but a number for the same reasons. I mean, these are folks that are on a fixed income. Uh, so the property tax burden hits them harder than most, uh, but but here's a, a program. It's a great program, yeah. but it hasn't been upgraded uh, sin, in, since 2007, and it needs it needs to be enhanced. And and so we're pressing for legislation. I'm sure you've you've seen some bills yeah. that go through, and I don't think they do enough. Yeah. I don't think they do enough, but uh, anything would help at this point. So yeah, I'm yeah. sure we can count on your support. Yeah, yeah, you definitely have my support. You know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah definitely. Well, uh, uh, Representative Blackshear, it has been such a thrill to have you on our show. Uh, and it's been uh, exciting for us in the auditor's office to see what the work you're doing in the legislature and you're living up to all of our expectations. We knew how hard you worked when you were with us and how important it was for you to, to engage in the community. And we're seeing you do that. Uh, as a member of the legislature and uh, we know the future is bright for you and we appreciate the work that you're doing yeah I I, I appreciate that so much you know this is like a full circle moment I I remember working at the Board of Elections uh, and I will see you and other employees uh, from your office you know leaving out for lunch or going to an event uh, and I used to always say, I'm going to be with him one day. I'm, I'm going to be with him one day. Like, look at me now. I'm actually getting interviewed. Yeah, him, well, so. well we're, we're trying to keep up with you. Yeah. Now we're trying to keep up with you. But we want to thank you for your service and the work that you do. And it means so much to the community and the difference that you're making in the community and in the lives of others. Uh, you become a, you're a role model in the community. And that's, just, that's so very important. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, that'll wrap it up for us for this, uh, this episode of Odds and Ends. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us.